With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code Gabby2024 for 20% off your first order. Working out is hard enough. So you may as well make what you're wearing an easy decision. Girlfriend Collective makes sustainable, soft, supportive activewear that feels as good as it looks. So you can look forward to moving your body. Girlfriend Collective creates responsibly sourced activewear for everyone from size extra, extra small to 6XL. They've got you covered from head to toe. Find pants with different compression levels for ultimate comfort. Supportive and soft bras and underwear. Workout dresses, joggers, sweats, beanies, and even cute slide sandals. And Girlfriend makes their items in your go-to staple colors, but also makes fun, bright colors and new seasonal releases to choose from. They also have a garment take-back program called Re-Girlfriend. So once you're done loving your pieces, a long time from now, of course, send them back to be upcycled into new Girlfriend gear. Feel good in what you wear, whatever you're doing, with Girlfriend Collective. For listeners of the show... Girlfriend Collective is offering $25 off your purchase of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash Francine. That's $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash Francine. Girlfriend.com slash Francine. And please tell them Eyes Up Here sent you. All right, let's get it going right here, right now. Oh, this is Eyes Up Here, and you're listening to an all-new Eyes Up Here on our Patreon channel and the Creative Control Network. Didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and every single week, I'm, of course, joined here by my running mate, my uh, great passenger for many hours on the road, the one and only Queen of Extreme, Francie. Yes. Hello, everyone. I uh, hope everybody's having a great day so far. And, um, you know, even though I almost died this weekend uh, coming home with Chad, I must say he kept us cool. Uh, the driving <laughs> situation was uh, a little scary. You know, these no offense to anyone who lives in uh, New York, because I, I love all people equally, but Good Lord, where do you people learn how to drive? No, I forgot that until you just mentioned oh, it. Good. Uh, you know, everything was peachy keen until we came home and the GPS started taking us 
uh, through parking lots and <laughs> um, school districts and whatnot. And there was like a roundabout gimmick that had 42 different lights. And we were literally boxed in because the lane next to us went straight. But no, no one went straight. They kept turning and cutting us off. And there, I mean, if we tried to go, we would have got sideswiped. It, I was like practically pooping my pants. I was so she nervous. Was. She was. I, I was very nervous. I was holding on for dear life. But I said, if this was me driving, I would have just stopped the car and cried. <laughs> and somebody would have had to push me out of there. But Chad kept to school. And he, and he, even though it took about 10 minutes. It I took think, 10 minutes to go like this, to go literally to down a street left and back down Her, another street that yes. 10 minutes at least but i think what caused your angst about the whole thing was when people started getting out of the cars yes. <laughs> and yelling at everybody people were they started beeping which okay you're beeping but beeping. La like laying on the horn La loud beeps loud beeps like for like five minutes the guy and i'm like dude and then they would get out and they were screaming at each other. And I'm like, oh my God, what if somebody gets road rage and pulls out a machete, starts swinging or a gun or a taser? I, <laughs> I the scene in um, uh, the Griswolds, uh, what is that? Uh, La National Lampoon's Vacation. Where yep. you roll them up. Roll them up. Like, we had them up. Yeah. Yeah, we locked the door. But I thought we were gonna have to do this too. Put them up. Oh my god, I was so I was so scared. But I have to compliment you. You, you got us out of there. You were very calm. I there would have been uh, debris all over the car, uh, defecation uh, everywhere. <laughs> I was so nervous, and it was horrible. And uh, I hate driving in New York. Love visiting. Love working. Hate the driving. So. Uh, Chad did. I have to put him over. He did it. Wow. I appreciate that. It was nice in Long Island where we got to go on like back roads and it was like very easy to navigate through it and get safe. get to go, you know, a couple restaurants, do this, do that, and go, mm -hmm. go to where we needed to go. Yes. But then, like, you know, the uh, Cross Bronx Expressway, I think, uh, the Major Deegan, the Triborough Bridge, all these different routes it was taking us on. Not, uh, not fun, but hey. Come on, that's where I'm from. I know how to navigate. Oh my god! Well, thank sleep. God you did because that's why if you know people want to book me all the time in New York, and if I don't have a partner to go with, I'm not going. <laughs> I will stay home and be safe in my own house. Thank you very much. Well, so. and the, the Chadster will not be going to New York uh, anytime soon, so that is a wrap for me uh, yes. as far as the New York I, I uh, schedule it. goes. Now our guest has uh, already arrived. Oh, so. okay. So you know what? We'll talk about our weekend yes. later on. We'll pause that. But this is a gentleman that I had met through um, the, the duo of uh, Myers and Cardona, and uh, he's part of the Major Figure Podcast universe. Uh, Captain Joe Shoes, he's, you're not muted anywhere. Look at this man. Can you just tell me, is there a better gimmick? <laughs> Picture's worth a thousand words, for sure. I absolutely <laughs> fell in love the night I did the live, uh, was it nine? Live nine, Often? yeah. It was live. Seems like many moons ago that you and I laid our eyes on it, each other. It was. What What's actually funny is you and I actually first met in. Oh, geez. Two, this, yeah, I did it again. 2001, maybe. I did it again. Ooh. I apologize. Where, I, where was that? I, I was a I was a very young, green, aspiring professional wrestler. 
Okay. And Jack Sabbath brought you into ICW at the time. Uh, you just did one shot there, but I want to say it was November 2001. Was that with Matt Stryker? Probably. I Because I believe I managed Matt on one of his shows. That, that would make sense. Ago. Okay. Well, I apologize uh, that I didn't. I don't expect you to remember, especially from then. I was I'm no, the I'm no one now, but I appreciate you, you remembering me now. Listen, you were somebody back then, and you're certainly somebody now. So um, the problem that I have about our encounter, because I know... <laughs> Uh, before we get into your whole story, because I want to know more about you, of course. Um, but we we co-hosted that boozing with the toys gimmick. Thing, yes, we did. And I don't remember a lot about it. I know I was very charming and the ratings went through the roof. I was through the best the roof. they ever had. Um, I remember to this day, the- people still talk about that. No, do they? Come yes, on. they do. <laughs> well, I had a lot of my ties that evening. We all know this. <laughs> you and me both. I did. Um, but it was, so, the concept is great. Now, I didn't understand the concept when they, they just kind of threw me and they said, would you go and do this thing while we sell our gimmicks? I said, yeah, sure. I'm just waiting around, right? I thought I was there to help sell merch for the boys, but that wasn't the case. No, not at all. People just wanted to see you. No, no, no. No, the, the point of the show. <laughs> it's it's the hangout. Yeah, I, I thought I was selling merchandise for your little <laughs> company that you have going on. So I'm like trying to push. Uh, I found the lanyard. I thought it was Matt Cardona's and I'm trying to sell it for like one hundred and twenty five dollars. <laughs> and he comes and sits next to me and Matt's like uh, 10 bucks. Goes, what do you mean 10 bucks? This is yours. He goes, we're not selling this. And I was like, what, are we do- what is the point of this? Can you explain? I know you did a big show last night. I saw it all yeah. over Twitter. Um Explain the concept because you want fans to interact with you while you're all drinking mm-hmm. and you're encouraging them to get some balls and actually buy their own items yeah, that they're really wanting. So the, the podcast, and this is Matt and Brian's, you know, big thing. It's turned into something bigger than I think anyone ever thought it could be at yeah. the time that it started. And this is just another way to engage the fans and hang out with them, have real, real-time real engagement, have a couple drinks, and maybe make some purchases that you don't want to make while you're sober. <laughs> spend a little bit extra money that you don't want to spend while you're sober. Maybe there's something out there that you need to fill a collection that you just say, you know, this is just a little bit out of my league, but I really, like, this would be the real grail piece for me. And once you get a couple of uh, grandpa's old cough medicines inside you, then you you have the nerve to go and spend those bucks. So if I'm, if I'm a fan, okay, mm-hmm. and I'm tuning in, okay, and, and you're one of the hosts, and I say to you, good Lord, I really, really want that Captain Joe Shoes action figure. But my God, it's so expensive because it's so rare. It's $100. Do you guys try to talk the person into buying it? Are oh, you, absolutely. We're bad influencers. We're talking them and into it. What we'll do at the beginning of the show is uh, Smart Mark Sterling will put out a post in the Patreon Facebook group and say, if there's anyone who's looking to make a purchase or there's something you think you're going to buy, let us know and we'll try to bring you on the show. You know, similar to this, we'll we'll give them a link and whenever the opportunity strikes, we'll bring them live on the show with us and they can finalize that purchase while talking. We'll talk them right through it. There was the first time we ever did it. I actually talked a guy into buying a $900 He-Man playset. 
<laughs> what did you say to him? I convinced uh, him that this was a a staple a staple piece in in the history of toy collecting. I thought it was going to be, you know, really like a historical piece. And I think the price is only going to go up. And and truth be told, the price has gone up significantly on that. So, you know, wow. if you're buying it as an investment piece, he's done well. And if you're just buying it to fill a collection, it was one of those things. If you if you needed to fill a collection, it was one of those things you can't be without. See, I, I remember fawning over some Australian guy because he had a good yes, accent. Yes, he had a great accent. Yeah, okay. I remember that. And I just kept saying, can you just talk to me and tell me stories? I don't remember talking to anyone about purchasing anything but that lanyard, which I did not sell, by the well, way. A lot of times what happens is we end up having such a good time just BSing amongst ourselves right? and, and bringing in other people. Obviously, Matt and Brian have a lot of connections throughout the business. So a lot of times it's just we bring guests on, guests from the, the toy industry. We'll have Jer Jeremy Padauer from Jazzwares or uh, some of the guys from Mattel. Or uh, last night we had, um, uh, who did we have last night? Uh, Fandango came on, jumped oh, on nice. for a little bit. Okay. So, so just stuff like that. And, you know, Fandango is not necessarily buying toys, but these people at their heart are wrestling fans and we get some communication. They get to interact a little bit with Fandango, maybe ask a question in the chat that we can bring up and get some answers on. So it's, it's just fun for everyone involved. And when you were on, it just became you and I really just <laughs> BSing amongst ourselves, getting drunk and then yelling at people to bring us more Mai Tais. It's true. <laughs> I was calling Brian Myers, my pool boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mai Tais, pool well, boy. <laughs> well, we had Knick who is their merch guy. And little Todd running, Gordon. Oh, little Todd I Gordon. I saw exactly. him this past weekend. Did you? I saw him in that in New a York. big event. Yes. Yes. yes so Can Nick is one of like the world's nicest people, legitimately. Yes. And you and I were like screaming in his face, go get us some Mai Tais. I'm what so are you sorry. waiting for? Little Todd Gordon. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, Knick is great. I saw him in passing. He came, shook my hand. Uh, Matt came over to the table. We got to talk for a little bit. Um, well, he's got to pay his respects to the queen, obviously. He did. So that was really nice of him. Um, but this this whole thing is becoming an empire. Like I told Brian, like, I feel like you guys are going to be millionaires by the time you're 40 years old. Like it's spreading like wildfire. And it's great because everybody's so hardworking who is in that little clique. You know what I mean? They really, they really got lucky with finding people who like good people willing to do the work and, yeah. you know, not necessarily trying to just mooch or latch off them. Um, I don't even get paid. Like I'm just Brian's friend who just keeps showing up and they haven't quite told me to stop coming yet. So, well, who would, I mean, look at you. He got his first pin when I was there and, yeah. and it was like, he won the Academy Award. It was the cutest was, thing I've ever seen. Because I, I, you know, when you think about this, I spent like 20 years in and around the business on the Indies and it was during like the bad period after Vince had bought everything. Mm -hmm. There was nowhere to go, nowhere to work. A big crowd on the Indies went from like a thousand during the Attitude Era, where now all of a sudden a big show was like, oh, we got 150 people at this <laughs> hall in Jersey. And yeah. the, the business just collapsed upon itself. There was, especially with all the guys from the, the, the other two companies who didn't get signed to deals. Right. Now they're flooding the Indies. You had guys on the Indies who had nowhere to go and progress. So it just became like this cattle call for every indie show where you could see every guy on every show. And like, I never, 
was a top guy. I had like a little run where I got a little bit more over in certain areas, but the fact that like someone took the time and like to surprise me with it, like it was total, they kayfabe the hell out of me on that. So yeah, it was, I I was touched for you. I mean, it it was kind of like the same with the little micro brawler thing. Like I didn't expect to get that because Brian had told me they got me eight by tens. And yeah. I, I was like, oh, that's a nice gift. Very, very nice. And then that came up and I didn't even know what the micro brawler was. So I was like, hey, <laughs> now I have another little figure. How cute. And it's a, it's a touching thing to be acknowledged. Yeah, so I get it. I don't look at my, like, I'm not part of the show. I look at myself as like a, if you think of their show, like the Simpsons, you have the Simpsons and the show always focuses around the five Simpsons, but every now and then you have these side characters. You have who, a supporting cast. Yes. So yeah. I look at myself as the Bumblebee man of the major <laughs> wrestling figure podcast. Okay. I'm not a Simpson. I'll never be a Simpson, but every once in a while I get to step in. I say, ay, 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 muchos naranjas en la cabeza. And then I leave, exit stage left. You're like, he had his moments. You're you know? like, no, let's make you mow. Yeah, yeah. Bumblebee Man is good though. That's not let's not discount Bumblebee Man's contribution. He's not in it as often as Mo. Most this guy is part of the crew. I consider you. I think Knick is part of the crew. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, that night, like uh, the kids who picked me up. I hate to mm-hmm. say kids because they're grown men, uh, but I, I feel like Stang, I believe, was one of them. It would. It, Every time I see pictures of a group, you're all in them. So I consider you guys, like, if I think, I, I think of three names, obviously. I think of Brian, I think of Matt, and, and I think of Mark. Yeah. I think of those three. But if if you want to talk about everybody who's a part of this, you're always in there. So you are part of that crew. So don't sell yourself short on that. It's just one of those things. I just try to um kind of keep it in line, like, not... Like, it's fun. I love yeah, doing sure. it. and But at the same time, like, I try to keep it in balance. Like, I'm, yeah, more people follow me on Twitter now, which is fun. More people watch my YouTube stuff, which is fun. Right. More people listen to my podcast, which We're is fun. We're going to get to all that. But uh, you said 20 years ago. Yeah. When did you enter this wacky world of professional wrestling? 2001. Uh, okay. So, so who trained there. you? Johnny Rods. Well, oh, I, shouldn't, right. I shouldn't say that because Johnny Rods doesn't train anyone. He sits in his office and shines jewelry. <laughs> Okay. Um, so, <laughs> like, if anyone, if anyone out there is listening to this, do not go to Johnny Rods' school. It's a waste oh. of money. You'll never do anything, and it sucks. Oh. Um, he really is unpredictable, huh? Wow. No, it's completely predictable now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I had uh, like colleagues of mine that praised Johnny Rods. So. Well, like the Dreamers and the Tazes and the Devons went yeah. to Johnny's under a different time. Oh. Johnny okay. would be in the ring with you. Johnny would be working with you. Uh, so now, now he's he's. I mean, when I started training, Johnny Johnny would walk by the ring and go, "Oh, pa, you just do the floor kick," and like he he doesn't know anything about the business. So who did who actually trained you? There was a guy named Mac Daddy Flex who was really the guy who trained me, and he did a lot of darks for uh, WWE and okay. TNA, and so he had gotten out there a little bit. He was really the guy who took the time to train me. Okay. Um, and my partner at the time was a guy named Joe So Delicious. We used to do a gimmick where it was like the uh, the Chris Farley, Patrick Swayze Saturday Night Live skit. Ah, the my, Chippendale one? Yes. So my partner oh, was 6'5", jacked to the gills, like look, looks alone. He's TV ready. 
And then here I come, this pudgy little cub all oh. stuffed with fluff, getting his head stuck in jars of honey. I was going to say, were you the Patrick Swayze of the group? Well, I mean, most people would assume that, but okay. you, you would be shocked yeah. to learn that I was. I was wrong. Okay. So, all right. So you start, you, you train. Now, where are you? are not in Florida at this time, right? Are no, you up north? Yeah, I grew up in New York. I grew up in Queens. I'm training with Johnny in Brooklyn. Um, worked, a, you know, whatever I could get myself on, in all honesty, sure. because at, at that point, once once really that invasion angle happened, like I said, the Indies just collapsed upon themselves. Right. And companies stopped running and the companies that continued to run really had their guys and their guys weren't going anywhere at that point. So it became very difficult to get bookings unless you really had someone like, you know, unless you re were really networking and you had someone willing to put their name out there for you or get you booked on a show or so I, like I ended up. I'm driving to North Carolina for 20 bucks. I'm driving to yeah. Indiana for 20 bucks. I hate bucks. these stories. I hate hearing that. And that, but that's, that's all it was. I know. I know. But I just feel like if you're working, you should be compensated. I mean, I think things have gotten a lot better now. And yeah. I mean, I mean, the business is so wildly different now from, Oh yeah. Oh, of course it is. You know, and even by, by the end of ECW, I'm sure it was wildly different from when you started. Well, you I know? never did Indies. Yeah. Okay. I, I I went straight to ECW. You know, I never wanted to be a wrestler. It was just something that kind of fell on my lap. I said, let me go to this school, see what, what's going on. Cause I hated my job, but I never had that indie experience. Mm. It was like, start it right. Signing a contract. Here you go. So, well, you didn't miss much. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I hear. Um, but like now you see like indies, can support themselves. Indies can travel. Indies can go on the road. Yeah. Guys can build, you know, we didn't have social media back then right. to promote yourself or even the idea of selling merch was almost like heat from the boys. Like, unless you were at a certain level, like, mm. oh, who, who is this greenhorn to be selling merch? Uh -huh. Like nowadays you're a moron. If you don't show up at every show with a bag of merch with you. Right. You have to. Yeah. It was just, it's just a different time. Right. So the last 20 years, have you worked like consistently? So I worked pretty consistently up until about 2013, 2014, you okay. know, and, and by pretty consistently, I mean, once or twice a month, some, you know, sometimes my bookings would go off the chart and I'd get like three or four bookings. Sure. Um, but uh, it was just, we were stuck in a time too, where everybody wanted that ring of honor style. Mm. Like once that came into play, People forgot about characters, you know, because and plus that generation had grown up on the Sean and Brett new generation where everything was uh, Matt wrestling based and they want, you know, everybody wanted to be Sean or everyone wanted to be Brett. And I just wanted to be King Kong Bundy. I love it. So, Never you know, like, <laughs> no, and I like, I always, you know, wrestling to me should be a variety show. You know, you, you should have your big fat guys. You should have your skinny guys. You should have. You know, like the circus, everyone compares it to the circus. So mm -hmm. I've always thought that. And I think now you see that coming around a little bit more now where like Colt Cabana was the first guy who did like comedy wrestling, you know, and did it really well. But now you have these character guys like Dan Housen. Dan Housen is a mammoth star and right. most people have never seen him wrestle. Right. Right. It's yeah, Chad's not a fan. No, really? It's not, I just don't, it's not my cup of tea. It's like yeah. one of those things I, you know, I'm not like a purist. I'm not like a, oh, I got to watch these, you know, catches, catch Ken classics. I just don't get it. But it also to me is, you know, I'm sure, you know, we're maybe around the same age. Like 
I just feel like it's passed me by, so I don't get it. And I'm not trying to get it because it doesn't interest me. Yeah, I I don't even watch wrestling for the most part anymore. Obviously, mm-hmm. because of my connections to people within it and friends I've made, it pops up in my social media feeds. Same. So I have like an idea of what's going on. But I just I just don't enjoy it anymore. And I think a lot of it has, as I've grown older, when you're a kid, everything seems huge to you. Every, everyone has a chance to win the Royal Rumble. You know, like I'm nine years old. I really think the Barbarian, this could be the year the Barbarian takes the Rumble. Right there with you. <laughs> and nowadays, being an adult and being around these people, they they don't they don't have that same uh, presence, you know? And, and that's just age, I think. You know, yes. it's, it's not necessarily a taste, but... I'm not I'm not like wowed by like, wow, that guy looks outside of like Lesnar, who's just a complete monster. Yeah. So I I just feel like the business has passed me by. And rather than be someone who forces themselves to watch it just so they can moan about it on Twitter nonstop, I've just kind of detached myself slowly but surely. Yeah. See, for me, I don't watch either. And I'm like you. I keep. In, you know, with my friends, obviously, and I see clips on Twitter and this and that. But like getting back to like the Dan Housing character, I think he's interesting because it's so different. And I love diversity in wrestling. If you like you said earlier, if the same match is on the card eight times with nothing different to it, and every guy looks the same, and every guy is doing a high fly dibbity do whatever, it's boring. So I like the fact that this guy is creating something that hasn't been done before. To me, that's intriguing. And that makes a, a, somebody like me who hasn't watched it want to see a clip of this guy work. Uh, what is he doing? Like, what? where does this character go? You know what I mean? Like, I like different stuff like that. Quirky stuff. I, I love it. Liked, yeah. And I always like the, the Gaga. I love Ha Ha. We tried to do it. House shows, especially because we had free reign and we tried yeah. to incorporate as much fun into our matches. I mean, TV is a different entity. You can't really screw with storylines, but we tried to make it as funny and as fun as we possibly can. So I love diversity in wrestling. I think um, it's great. I think he's hit a real comfort spot. Um, where he's been able to, and his character has evolved. If you've seen where he started to where he is now, mm-hmm. you know, he at first, you know, he was just a guy with no face paint. He was Donovan Danhausen. He was just, you know, generic wrestler number 42 on another indie show. Okay. And then he be- became this demon and he was trying to incorporate all these horror aspects. And then that slowly morphed into this half demon half mr burns character yeah yeah right where like i would start watching the videos he would post on youtube where he's talking about the the rocket cars and and getting the best bags and i was like i don't know what he does but i know i'm entertained by it exactly you're intrigued and and that alone makes me seek it out and continue watching like i would get bored at my shoot job and just like go on cameo and buy a cameo for him to say something to one of my friends, like just because I was bored. Wow. I just thought it was fun. Okay. Um, well, now getting off of him and talking about you again, um, you're doing lots of different things. I saw a clip of you the other day. You have a YouTube channel. I do. You're a Disney mark like me. I am. <laughs> which I, I love because that's just one more thing about us that we can connect on um i just took a trip i was down there for 15 days and you didn't call me i I, yeah (laughs) when you have children there's there's a set 
Uh, no, believe me. Like, you have to follow. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't understand. <laughs> Gotta get it. Um, but, you know, Gideon's is a yes. favorite in our house. And this guy goes and buys every cookie that they have. He takes his BFF uh, girlfriend, <laughs> whatever she is, and they just go and sit there and they just eat cookies all day. And I'm, eat cookies. I want this life. I really <laughs> Florida. Turn my YouTube into just a Disney-related thing where I just eat food and ride rides. That's all. That's that's what I aspire to be in life. I, I mean, really do. I am. Um, I always say, um, I want to be so many things when I grow up. And and like I, I'm, I just turned forty. And I'm still at that point. Like, I don't know yet what I want to be when I grow up. Okay. Well, you but, have time. But I keep thinking, whatever it is, I want to do it all. So okay. during the pandemic, I was bored. And I started a YouTube channel where I would just review crappy fast foods. And I got a little bit of a following on there. And I've had a, a podcast where I just talk generic pop culture uh, for probably a couple of years. So it's it's not for everyone. But for the people who like it, they come, they sit down, and they enjoy uh, I love baseball. I'm a huge baseball fan. I w- used to be a baseball blogger, or st- okay. to some extent, I still am. I'm a member of the Internet Baseball Writers Association of America. You know, I wanted to be a wrestler. I started being a pro wrestler. I used to play soccer when I was a kid. I, at one point, I was a Division One college scholarship athlete in soccer. You. Uh, you know, I've just, I always, like, if you've ever seen Zootopia, I'll make a Disney reference. Mm-hmm. I love Zootopia. Judy Hopps is one of my favorite Disney characters of all time. If you ask me my favorite Disney characters, it's Judy Hopps and Gaston. Um, and we'll get into Gaston in a second. But Judy Hopps, the, the whole premise, she, you know, she wants to try everything. And that's how I feel like my life should be. I want to try everything. Because okay. if I, like, there's no, there's never shame in trying and failing but I do not want to wake up in 15, 20 years and be like, ah, you know, I wish I would have tried this. Right. I'd, ra- I'd rather live with the knowledge that I failed rather than regret never trying. I love it. Yeah. Why not? I mean, if, if you don't try, you never know. So, no, exactly. So uh, which was your favorite cookie? Oh, my goodness. So- I didn't, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I didn't get through the whole. I didn't have time to watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I did. I do know you bought nine cookies and a piece of cake. Seven, seven cookies. So I thought have, you said nine in the beginning. There, there was six cookies and that are like normal cookies. Then they have one that's like a monthly special. So oh, okay. Seven, I'm sorry. Seven so total. seven and the piece of cake. And I bought I, a piece of Oreo cake just because okay. I saw it sitting on the shelf. I, and I'm I was trying, like. I'm trying to prove to you that I did watch it. You were with a <laughs> little girl. She had longer hair. Um, you were sitting at a table and uh, it was beautiful outside. I didn't even know Gideon's was a thing. And she is like, I'm a Disney fan, but I'm not like that deep into it as some other people. Like to me, it's just, it's just fun. It's just something to do. I live in Orlando. Why wouldn't I go and enjoy myself? Cause I'm a big nostalgia guy as well. So every time I go to magic kingdom, say, I have very vivid memories of being six years old and going for the first time and be like, oh, I remember doing this with my cousin when I was six years old. And like having that trigger, like it puts you uh, in that nice mental space. And I'm, sure. I'm someone who deals with some mental health issues. And so I like trying to just be happy, you know, and just trying to make myself happy. And that's one of them. But so this girl, Courtney, she was like, dude, we really, you have to try these cookies. Like you're a fat guy. You want to eat these cookies. And I was like, well, I, I, I detect no lies. You know? <laughs> so we, we get there. We, I have to get online because Gideon's is one of those things that if you're not online at a certain time, you may miss the morning exclusive cookie, maybe sold out by the time you get in. 
Mm-hmm. So we, I bought, I go, I get to the register. I'm like, give me one of every cookie and a piece of that Oreo cake because that looks delightful. And I'd how like the- cool is the register, by the way, with the fire? Oh my God. Right. I like, my hand in that thing. So, like, so I, I almost felt bad because the whole premise of Gideon's room, I'm a big Harry Potter guy. I have the, yeah. you guys can see it because this is on a, uh, we're on video, but for the people listening at home, I have the, uh, the Deathly Hallows tattooed yes. on my wrist. Uh, big Harry Potter guy. So the 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 ambiance of Gideon's very much reminds me of like a Hogwarts. And the the G in the logo reminded me of Gringotts Bank. And I just feel like you feel that kind of magic in the air. Like almost like if you go to the Universal Hogwarts ride, almost like you're walking through the bowels of Hogwarts. And I was like, this is a place that I, I'm very happy to be in right now. So I, I get one of every cookie. And uh, I'm now in the video, I just eat... A piece of each one. I to this, and that's about a week ago. I still have, I think, three cookies left in my yeah, fridge. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, how much did you actually? Because they are thick. They're about a half a pound each. Oh my and god! They're yeah. Thick. They and are I, thick. I, 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 you know, like you say that, and you go, "Oh, half a pound." Well, I, you know, I, it's a big cookie, but I'm a big man, so I could put this down, and that shouldn't be an issue. But my goodness, they are thick and delicious and wonderful. Yeah. I'm even the cookie that I enjoyed the least i still loved so okay let me ask favorite and least favorite favorite was the cookies and cream the oreo one but i'm an oreo apologist so i like anything oreo i want all up and around my mouth um all right uh least favorite was uh the peanut butter crunch really okay it's good it's just very one note and then uh the girl courtney in the video she said, hey, what you have to do is break off a piece of the peanut butter and then break off a piece of the triple chocolate cookie that we also had, and you put them together, and it almost goes down like a peanut butter cup at that point. Uh, see, I am not the biggest and, chocolate person. I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. I would rather have caramel than chocolate. Um. So, And they didn't have any caramel. They had the toffee. The toffee, caramel. yeah. The pistachio toffee chocolate yes. chip, yes. I enjoyed that one, but my favorite was the uh, coffee cake. So the that's morning. that was her favorite as well. Yes, I saw and that. The I thought I think that one was great. Oh, it was delicious! It was so good, and um, we got the cookies and cream. My husband went twice when we were there. He was going to do a third time, and I was like, seriously, he left by himself at eight o'clock in the morning. To go be one of the first. Wait online, yeah. Yes, because they opened at nine to let you into Disney Springs, and he mm-hmm. darted the first day. He was third, number three, Holy and the second goodness. day he was number five. And oh. we had went to Disney Springs a couple of days before, later in the day for dinner. The line was ridiculous, and when we said, "What is the wait?" she said, six and a half hours." Yeah. Oh, so we would have picked up our cookies at 9.30 at night. Yeah. I said, absolutely not. I said, we are not doing this. So he said, I'll just come, you know, in in a, a couple days. And yeah. he wanted 8 o'clock in the morning. And uh, he was, he was so good man. Himself. What a good man. He was so happy. Well, he loves those cookies. So even if we didn't, I feel like he still would have went and got them for himself. But my Believe kids. Me, I, after having them, I completely yeah. get it now. I yeah. mean, they are wonderful. And especially when you don't live there, it becomes a thing like if we're here, we have to do it. We have to get it done. Right. We have to get these damn cookies. Right. 
Yeah. How often, you said you're an annual park pass holder. How often do you get to go? I go probably um, maybe like once or twice a month to okay. one of the parks. Um, I was just at Epcot a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, two, two, two weeks from now, I'm actually taking my mom to the Magic Kingdom. My mom is 65, never been to Disney at all. Oh, how fun. So um, they're getting ready. My parents are getting ready to move back to New York. They've had their fill of Florida. Okay. So um, I'm taking my mom with me. My dad's going up on his own because uh, he has a disability, so he's being transported. But my mom is coming with me, and she's going to fly on her own back home well, to right. her new home. And I said, before you go, would you like to go to Disney World? Aww. Because this Are is probably going to be – what's that? Are you going to vlog it, of course? I man. don't know. I I, I, I feel like it's one of those things that – well, we almost lost my mom a couple of years ago. Uh, she had a little bout with cancer. So ah. as that was going on, there's a video on my YouTube, which is youtube.com slash Joe Shoes, if anyone's interested. Uh, we, My 39th birthday, I surprised my parents by sh just showing up. And I rebuilt my fourth birthday. So when I was four years old, I was a, a big He-Man fan. So I went on eBay. I bought all the He-Man uh, birthday party decorations that were around in 1985 decorated their house in the middle of the night and bought on eBay the, the same like big gift that I got when I was four years old and gave it to myself for my birthday. That? that is and, adorable. And then I filmed uh, basically like a 45 minute interview with my mom because I I didn't know at the time if this was going to be the last mm -hmm. opportunity I had to see my mom. That's, that's really where we were at that point. Um, uh, thanks Cena that, it hasn't been and she's you know she, well i'm not the religious type so i i just i just think i got gotcha. you okay uh, <laughs> whatever but, um uh, but we've you know we've gotten out of the woods and but there's been ups and downs but we did sure. this interview where i just talked to her about life and you know how, you know what was it like when she met me like at what point did she know that she gave birth to a legend you know, stuff like that. Right, sure. Okay. Well, but I think that's adorable. It's one of those things that I'm glad I have because now I'll, I it's it's up there for anyone who wants to watch it. But really, it's for myself more than anyone else. And it's just up there in perpetuity where I can always look back at it and be like, yeah. you know. Well, then you don't film. Just enjoy the day with your mom. That, that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Eat some good food. Go on some rides. That sounds like a beautiful, uh, a beautiful day. And she's always very self-conscious. She... My neither one of my parents really understand why I do the th the things I do. Yeah. Um. Because their mentalities were once you get to a certain age, you go to work and you work for the rest of your life. They never really had hobbies outside of busting their ass to support their two kids. You ask my mom and my dad, like, what's a good time? My mom is going to say being able to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. And my dad is going to say whatever your mom wants to do. Right. Good so man. <laughs> they don't but they don't they don't have hobbies they really um because of various health issues they they can't really travel they don't really enjoy traveling either you know they mm -hmm. they don't really collect things they they just kind of they just have that thing where like they just want to hang out and be around each other which is fine but i've always okay now i'm wrestling now i'm doing baseball now i'm being a captain on a podcast that really was <laughs> You know, just a mistake. You know, I, this whole captain thing was just when the boys were filming the commercial for Paps Blue Ribbon, yeah, which is hysterical, which is hysterical. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to be in it. I just was showing up at Matt's house to kind of hang out with my friends. 
Brian and, and Swaggle and Mark and Matt. And I just showed up, but this is how I dress like in real life. <laughs> so I showed up at the door, Chelsea Green opens the door and she's like, oh my God, what are you supposed to be? And I go, I'm shoes. And she's like, I know your shoes, but why are you dressed like this? And I oh, go, she, did, she wasn't aware of this. You live in the gimmick 24 seven. Like I had only met her maybe once or twice. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. but like she, so she knew who I was. She, she didn't know why I was dressed like this. And I was like, <laughs> and then like I show and the shirts unbuttoned and everything. And the, the, sure. the guys from PBR are like, Oh my God, like, can we put him in the commercial? <laughs> so there's just great time. Yeah, so the the one yeah. scene I made on that got actually left in for the when it aired on TNT is just me standing in the background ripping a lung dart. I don't know how that passed through standards and practices, but so hilarious, so funny. I just want to ask you one quick question. Yeah. You did the run Disney. Yes, I did. How was that? Because I'm not a runner. Okay, I'm a walker. Mm -hmm. uh, if I try to run for a long amount of time, I always get a sharp pain in my left side and it's not, uh, a yeah. good thing. um, but I've always been fascinated and wanted to learn more about this, this run Disney thing. Now you're waking up at the crack of dawn. Are you running through the parks when there's no guests there? Okay. So mine last year, uh, 2020, 2021, mm -hmm. uh, I saw it come across my Twitter feed. I said, I want to do this, but they were doing them all virtually. So I said, okay, I'll sign up for a 5k because they didn't have, they didn't really want all those people running in the parks. So they, they did it like you would go through your neighborhood, track your time and then submit it at the end. This year I said, I would love to do another 5k because I've always been an athlete. I've always played sports. And though I am most certainly not in peak physical condition right now, I, I just think I can always finish it because that's just how my mind works. And this year I was too late. The, the one in the park had sold out, oh. so they still had it open for virtual. But oh, by, okay. by mistake, I signed up for the half marathon rather than the 5k. So I, uh, what I, what was supposed to be 3.1 miles turned into 13.1 miles. So and you ran your neighborhood for 13 miles? I, I legitimately went to a gym and ran on a treadmill for over three hours. Wow. Uh, like going faster and slower because I had to, there was a lot of walking involved in there. Okay. Got you. Because when you do these things, I mean, you're you're really competing against yourself. It's not 100%. Like, I'm not yeah. going there to win the, the gold or anything yeah. like that. Okay. Um, that, yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure if like you go, cause I heard you start at like 5am and you run through the parks. Yeah. They, they set up, they set aside entire weekends for it. Like wow. crack of dawn, you know, one day will be the 5k one day will be the half marathon. One day will be the full marathon. Okay. And, and these people, and they, a lot of people, what they do too, is they, cause they're not necessarily trying to, you know, set a world record or anything. But they show up in costume and they make like a whole event out of it. And they show up as like a if you're running in a group of four, they show up as four characters from Peter Pan or sure. whatever okay. movie. That, so you see okay. a lot of the pictures from that. And that, I think, is going to be my goal for next year. I want to I want to show up dressed like Gaston and, and run the half marathon again. Yeah, my, my favorite character is Donald Duck. But Gaston is is up there. I mean, the but, interactions with him that I have. When I'm at those parks, are so good. legendary. Yeah, the, he's great. The first time I met him, we both kept eyeing the crowd, trying to pick up chicks who can read, because <laughs> you know that's that's how I, I like uh, literate women. Yeah, <laughs> I think you would make a great uh, character at a Disney park. I've always 
it's one of those things that I always want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I, I don't know if it's something I can actually dedicate myself to like for a long enough period for them sure. to allow me to do it. Yeah. But I, I love that kind of stuff. I, I love performing. I love being, you know, anyone who gets into this business is because you're, you know, on a, on, on some level you crave attention, you know, yeah. whether we want to admit it or not, that's, that, that's you know, so sure. it's, it's one of those things that, I think it would be a lot of fun. I, I always wanted to do like a kid's birthday party or, or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I just, yeah. you know, be some character. Just I want to be the evil queen. Oh, you'd be phenomenal. You'd I have, would. You have I think years of experience. Reality. You know, your resume is packed with the evil queen. Yes, I want to be on the float, and I just want to like just gaze at people with my mean face yeah, and, oh, and do I'll fingernail talk. things. Yes, like. I, would <laughs> I could sit here and literally talk to you all day. We'll have to have you back um, anytime promote yourself where can people find you on twitter again give us plugs for your shows and anything that you have upcoming so on on twitter and instagram i'm just at the joe shoes i have a podcast called the car jomez podcast that comes out every thursday it's a general pop culture movies tv i just it's me and my buddy just talking about what we think are the most interesting things going on. So like this week, we're talking about the new Batman movie. Uh, we both watched Sing 2 because I love animals that talk. They're my favorite types of animals. Great, great movie. It, yo, it really was. I even liked it better than the first one. I, mean, I, you over- I just told her that over the weekend. When you open with a Prince song, you've hooked me. I have You're- to see it. I saw the first one. I haven't seen the second one yet. So. Very good. Uh, okay. I also have a YouTube. Uh, I My YouTube is just me trying out different foods, going on little adventures, opening some toys. It's youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. And that's pretty much it. I mean, if, you, if you're into it, you can hold on to it. If not, send it right on back. I won't that's be afraid. Right. Give it a try because you never know. Exactly. Like. Well, you're a delight. I'm so happy we met twice now. Um, <laughs> Forgive me for the first time because you know, um, uh, maybe I can lobby to get back on a live, uh, within the next year or so. And we, can oh, we would love to have her again. Yes, P- I, people are dying for Francine and Shoes's dating advice show. I know we have to, <laughs> we have to get together. I pitched something to Matt, and he's like, I'll tell Brian, but I, I just think he was accusing me, so whatever. Well, um, I, I have a, I have the inside track to Brian, he's been texting yes. me all. My- so Brian found out I was doing this and he's like, that's just unreal. Like that, that I would get to be on this show. And I'm like, oh. 17 year old me, if you would tell him <laughs> one day, the queen of extreme Francine is going to slide into his DMS and be like, Hey, why don't you come on and chat? Yes, like, He would be like, no, my life's not that cool. Listen, you know I, it is. I met you and I became a fan right then and there. I thought you were ribbing anything. me. I, I, I swore you were ribbing me. I was like, there's no way Francine finds this at least moderately entertaining. I did. The, the <laughs> whole night captivated me. Everybody there, I was I was genuinely interested about everybody's character. I wanted, I, I asked questions. I thought I was very personable. I wanted to know. 100%. Her. And like, yeah. I, I was almost like surprised by that. You know, like so many times you we meet, you know, like don't meet your heroes type of thing. And then right. you came in and you were very genuine and, and very personable and i was like this Hello, is like, everyone. yeah you, you like it was like group hugs for everyone yes i love <laughs> i love meeting new people and working with new people and and getting to know what because honestly like i don't get out much so when i do i have to enjoy myself and that night was very enjoyable th- these shows are a great atmosphere because it's very low pressure you're just kind of coming in to hang out and 
I had know. no idea what the concept was, hon. Yeah. I, I was just, I, Brian just kept saying, oh, we're just going to talk to you. I said, yeah. what, what are we going to talk about? What are we doing? Like, I have no idea what's yeah, happening. That's right really now. how it is with a lot of the guests. They come in being like, so I'm coming into this toy show and I'm doing what? And then by like, you know, every, you know, at every show, we're having a couple drinks. Everyone backstage <laughs> is hanging great. out, you know, because yeah. like I said, it's low pressure. And by the time you go out and you do your thing and the crowd is into it, they're in on all the inside jokes because they listen to every episode of the podcast. They right. watch all the videos on YouTube. So they're in on everything. Like they, your, your, um, Brian's crush on you is well-documented over the course <laughs> of this podcast. So when you come out, everybody is like, oh my God, this must be a dream come true for Brian Myers over there. Oh, Brian needs to get out more. <laughs> Come on. Uh, very, very flattering though. But I had a great time. Hopefully we can do something again. Absolutely. And um, we'll have you back because I, anyway. I have a lot more questions, not only about you, but the Disney thing. I, I am such a, oh, I'm such a fan. And I love when I can connect with other adults <laughs> because a lot of adults look at me like, oh my God, you would rather go to Disney than Hawaii? I'm like, yeah. I, I think the stigma on that is wearing off though. Much like the, the pro wrestling business has changed. Yeah. Society has changed in a lot of ways where well, I don't care what anybody says. I love my Disney. Exactly. Do what you like and let people enjoy you, do you boo and you be happy and, and do what makes you happy. So exactly. Donald, it was a pleasure speaking with you. I will slide into your DMS again, I'm sure. And um, everybody go check out captain Joe shoes. And he has so much to offer. You were, you were a delight. Thank you so much. This was, this was a real honor and a pleasure for me. Oh, you're a doll. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care. See you later. Take it easy. You he said is, he's a, you said he's a doll. He's an action figure. He is. <laughs> I know he is so fun. He is like a, a, a super fun adult. And I love that type of person. Very outgoing. Uh, just, a, just a nice, nice man in general. Yeah, so hopefully absolutely. I get to do something with him in the future. He's, he's a good time. So I actually did look at his YouTube channel while he was talking and uh, I have more in common with him than I thought. He's a, he's a, you know, he's a starting baseball. lineup baseball fan, he-man wrestling. I mean, what is it about guys in that age bracket? What we grew up in a great pop culture era. Why do we like cling to it still and love every second of it? Um, he, you know, he, he just, he's very, um, like he has a wide variety of stuff that he's into, you know what I mean? So I think like he, he can draw, like he can draw me for the Disney. He can draw you for the baseball. He can draw this guy for the wrestling. He can draw the other guy because he's in with the toys group. Like he, he's just, he's got a lot going on, but his personality is what, makes him shine to me he's just a really nice dude so i i would like yeah, to be nice. with him um in the future uh so cool guy uh glad i had him on uh but getting back to you and i uh this past weekend we did um so we went and worked for kns uh we did that virtual which was great it was really really good um i had a great time thank you to ken because he was yeah. wonderful um and then uh, we did the big event in uh, Queens, New York, mm -hmm. which when we pulled up, we thought we were going to a wedding because it was very fancy. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> a very fancy banquet hall room uh, that we were in. Uh, gorgeous inside. Um, but we were uh, positioned between the Nasty Boys yes. and the Stoner <laughs> Brothers. I was crammed awesome. in the middle. Um, yes. And, and, uh, 
so many people were there and a lot of fans turned out. It was a, it was a really good turnout, I thought. Um, and it was very enjoyable. Got to meet a lot of you and I appreciate y'all coming out to see me. And um, I had a good time. It so, was. I want to go back to Friday night with the, with the virtual signing because it was kind of funny. Like I, I still like I took a couple pictures of, of Ken's place and was just sending it to a few of my wrestling buddies. And like the amount of merchandise this guy had uh-huh. for each signing was like amazing. Right. Just so impressive. But I wanted to organize it so bad. It was everywhere. Yeah. Um, the the thing that I was impressed with was the encyclopedias. Yes. Yeah, that was really cool. Like he has a thing called the book club, uh, which I I hadn't heard of it because, you know, I'm out of the loop on everything. But it's, it's a very clever concept. So if you have this WWE encyclopedia and you want it signed, um, you pay, I, I don't know how much he was charging per signature, but you can send it in and like every page was marked with a color. My color was orange. I'm sorry, Taz, but it was orange. Um, <laughs> and like there was blue, there was green, there was yellow, there was all these different colors. And, um, you know, you, you can get like 20 signatures from Ken, if you want for these, but the, but the, there was a million books on the table. A million. It really was a book club. Like it's a great idea. Yeah, it really is. Like you pay one shipping, obviously you ship it to them and then you can get all these cool signatures. Like the Beverly brothers went on right before me and that those guys are a blast from the past. You know, I haven't heard about them in years. Um, And one of them came to the table and was super nice to me. Uh, I was talking to him for a while, but um, it, what a concept to get this book signed, yeah. you know, and uh, I signed like a, a ton of the books and uh, some figures and a lot of eight by 10. It was a good night, you know, and he, I'm sure, you know, with, with your uh, not knowing where everything was, I'm sure Ken knows exactly <laughs> where the yeah. ice are. Yeah, I, I can have everything organized, right. And like ready to go. Yeah. And then somebody's like, oh, I need this. And I'm like, damn it <laughs> where is it and yeah, it was like this and that i bet you if we were like hey can you find that brutus the barber beefcake magazine know. he'd be like oh it's uh right yeah. on the shelf right yeah there. no it was great it, it was uh, i love virtuals i say it all the time i love virtuals and that was a lot of fun uh the big event was a lot of fun i think i hadn't been there in four or five years so it was nice getting back to uh new york and uh getting to chat with everybody and and see everyone so um a really fun weekend. I thank you again for accompanying me. And, uh, you know, you got your stuff done as well, which was great. I did. I did um, my WrestleCon trip is planned. I am going. Everything is set. Hotel, airfare, everything is done. Uh, I'm bringing my bestie Betty with me. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. So, uh, Dallas, get ready. Because I ha- I don't even know when I was there. It's got to be. <laughs> it, it has to be 20 something years since i've been to dallas so um and i probably won't get there again anytime soon so if you're in the area and, you, and you're a, a fan please come see me because i would love to see you at wrestlecon it's the big one ladies and gentlemen yeah that would be uh pretty pretty I mean, imagine that like you go back again like in five years you're like oh, i never thought i'd be back here but WrestleMania is there again, and it's the 55 and fabulous tour <laughs> well we don't know i mean you know as of right now my plan was to kind of slow down but i'm telling you if if things keep picking up for me 
I'm not stopping. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep going until no one listens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which just could be tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> just keep doing it. Uh, just um, keep going. It was Mike Eno, not me. It was Wayne Bloom is who the Beverly brother was. Wayne, he was Wayne. Bo, Ble- Bo Beverly. What a doll he was! Yes, and he looked phenomenal. Um, really good shape, and uh, it was he was very complimentary towards me and, and very nice. And um, it was nice seeing everyone. You know, it was yeah. just it was a good time. We have a little bit of footage that we recorded, so you can uh, get to see the crowds and who was there and what was going on. Um, but I had I had a lot of fun. Me too. Like I always do. All that prep and now it's over. <laughs> it's over. Yes. And the next one is is right around the corner. So that's the one I'm getting ready for now. But, um, you know, we're working on our YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed, it's free. All you have to do is, is click a little button and ring the bell so you get the notifications. But we have all new content coming on very soon. Yep. And uh, trying to get to 5K subscribers. And when we do, we're going to have something very special for you guys. But um, we're on our way. On our so, way. So uh, we're going to be uh, doing, um, I think, this coming weekend. We're trying to get uh, a live going. Trying to get it going, yep. So it's either going to be uh, Friday or Saturday. Just check our Twitters, and we'll let you know the exact date. Uh, but I- I'm really digging being back on YouTube great responses you know love the comments you respond to every comment that's uh that's left yeah i would say about 99 percent of them have been very uh just talkative <laughs> and respectful you know you get yep. not many trolls but yeah we've been uploading some old clips um and also you know kind of splicing up some of the patreon stuff putting it up there yep. there's a, uh the last thing i just uploaded as we're talking is a short little vlog of the big event. So we're on Patreon. You got a close to 13 minute vlog trip around the, uh, the venue on YouTube. You get a three minute special. So you can come in, see a little bit of it and see what you're missing on Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, please, uh, subscribe to it, like, and, uh, comment and all that good stuff. And we'll keep uh, giving you new content. So it's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, what are, what are we doing on Patreon this week? Well, on Patreon this week, we are going to talk in uh, detail about the wildest oh. backstage stories that have ever been published online, and and some have not been published that I might share. <laughs> and uh, and we might need a part two for that. So depending ooh. on how long we go, we're going to talk about the wildest backstage stories, and then in the part two, we're going to talk about stories that you may have encountered. <laughs> now, I just hope that we read these and they're true. <laughs> That's the other thing I hope. Well, allegedly, <laughs> we have to say allegedly. Now, when I tell mine. They're true. And oh. oh my gosh, are they crazy? Yes. So uh get ready, America and and uh overseas because uh I don't know. A lot of people might not know these stories that I have in the vault, but I'm gonna share them. No, we want YouTube listeners to come up edge, edge of my seat waiting for it as we <laughs> yeah. uh we anticipate it. All right, and then we're gonna watch an impromptu match oh. between the human Me? suplex machine. Oh. The orange and black master Taz uh-huh. and one franchise I'm wearing his shirt here, oh. Shane Douglas, uh, TV title. I know this five, five minutes. Can who who can tap out? The exchange beforehand is so 
filled with curses. I thought we we didn't do this one. We did a clipped version of it. This is the whole thing. This is the whole thing. This is the exchange between Taz, him. You were brought up. You were called a not nice name. I'm never uh, called a nice name by these men. Why? We've not. We watched (sighs) a clipped version of it. This is the whole thing. But just the language that's used, like, holy crap. (laughs) How dare you? This is. I don't know. It's great. I, I get such a bad rap, and I'm such a good person. I just don't understand. <laughs> Stupid Taz. Stupid comment. We but... wa- you know what we did? We watched it in a in a conglomeration of about three clips. That's why we only saw oh. a clipped version of it. This is a okay. 15-minute segment. Well, I'll break so it all down for you. We'll break it down. We'll break so it down. that's what's going on. Patreon.com slash Francie Pacquiao. Subscribe to my Patreon channel. That's what we put up during the YouTube. So All right. <laughs> scroll on the bottom. Um, if you want to follow me, it's at Chad EMB on Twitter at IB exclusives on Instagram, below the collar.com slash IB exclusives for the Chadster shirt okay. and IB exclusives.com for all your IB exclusives needs. All right. And if you want to follow me across the board on social media, you can reach me at ECW Diva Francine. I have shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. I also have cool shirts on Wrestle Merch Central. And uh, if you want a cameo, just go to my Twitter, click the link, and I'd be happy to do one for you. And um, everybody just say safe and healthy and happy. And that is a wrap. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.